0: This episode of NBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read nad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show.
1: I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling?
0: Welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith, and this is my last of five weeks of multiple catch-up guests in celebration of my third anniversary as a host of MBSing. Thank you for all of you who have participated, and thanks for everyone who has listened. I hope this has been a fun change of pace and not a weird detour. If, if you thought it was a weird detour, I'll... Be back next week with regular guests. Have no fear. First up on the docket, we had Rob Grabowski, who talked to me about a little bit about the new uh, Lady Ghostbusters reboot, which I kind of goaded him into, and then uh, some talk about how he does not feel that clue nor hook hold up. Matt Young called me after that. uh, We talked a little bit about how um he had been recognized a few times for his own podcast endeavors recently Uh, we talked about our mutual love of Paul F. Tompkins and his projects and comedy and just reflected on how we're friends now and the podcast was kind of the one of the first things that we really did together and now we're like working on a new project project podcast project together and that's real cool Brett Dorman was after that. We talked about his move to Austin, Texas and his successful creation of Godzilla PI that he mentioned on his episode, man, I just can't think of a cooler story to come out of the podcast to tell people about it all the time. Brett talked about Godzilla. He kind of challenged himself to create the, uh, an actual film out of the script that he had written. And then he fucking did it. And I got to have a small role in it. And, provide my house and watch it and it's online and you should fucking watch it because it's awesome and he worked really hard and I'm so proud of him and I'm just so so proud to have been a part of that I got to talk to my bud Mel Evans after that we lamented the really tragic loss of Michelle McNamara who she mentioned on her episode about female-centric true crime we talked about oj because at this point it's like kind of inevitable he's just like with a literal documentary and the um, american crime story it's just all about and i spent probably a little too long talking about forensics because i have background too meh whatever uh sorry for the end of that audio it sucks i don't know what was wrong with my skype sorry it sucks I talked to Rosie Moan about uh, therapy and sex and self-care and uh, how her relationship with all of those things has kind of changed since we talked about sexuality on the podcast. It was really cool and really interesting and really personal in a really uh, refreshing way, just like her episode was. So if you haven't checked those out, please do. Last but certainly not least, I caught up a couple of days ago with joe feldman because since we did her episode about gilmore girls she was a guest on the very popular gilmore guys podcast that's so fucking cool she'll tell you all about it get some thoughts in about the return of gilmore girls for one final season for netflix i believe and uh yeah that wrapped it all up i these all happened separately of the call marathon that I've released over the course of the past four weeks. So these feel a little different, a little less rush. A lot of them are closer to, like, 15-minute calls as opposed to tight 10. Um, and it was really fun. It, this whole experience was really fun. This whole podcast is really fun. I'm glad you listened to it, if you do. And uh, it I just, just, just shows no signs of slowing. Um, dope quick plugs check out other shows in the Chicago podcast co-op notably uh open-ended and everything else on post loudness they were the guests for your stories this month among many many other guests for your stories this month but uh our our classic third sunday show was uh hosted by post loudness and a lot of guests from their shows so check out the other shows on the Chicago podcast co-op and in post loudness and the uh your stories podcast also produced by the nerd logs um if you'd like to see a show that i am in you can see one every tuesday night at eight o'clock for the next five weeks that's until august 2nd at the annoyance theater on the small stage, is called Generation Gap. I also wrote the show. Past guests of the show, Leah Fryers and Claire Friedman, are in it with me. Claire also made the poster for me and did some punch-up with me. She's been invaluable. Um, my wonderful friends, Aisha Leverett and Ardarius Blakely, round out the director chair and the cast, uh, respectively. So come check that out. I'm really pretty proud of it. I had a first preview tonight. I think it went pretty well, so I'm excited for the next five weeks of the run. Uh, Ongoing the fishbowl Thursday nights, 9.30 at the Annoyance. You can hear um, fellow member of the team that I'm on that hosts that show, Rosie Moan, on this episode. Uh, It's performers and teachers from the Annoyance performing with students. Anybody can come and get an opportunity to play. I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Uh, well, was there anything specific you wanted to chat about, Rob? Now that I'm actually no. recording?
2: <laughs> no, I'm still like I I, I I I still
0: love pop culture. It's very important to me. Yeah. Uh, I, it's funny I actually chatted with Kim Dunn yesterday. Yes.
2: You're like, hey, Kim, did you make fun of me again? Like, Be prepared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was how he opened you know, it. His-
2: all, all, all in good fun. Like, not mad at him or anything. Yeah, like, of course. Be, you know, yeah. Okay. I just want to be prepared.
0: <laughs> I think he declared that as, like, one of his greatest accomplishments. <laughs> the- oh, my God. The- the mix is fucking fantastic. It's hilarious. It's one of the best. I'll drop yeah. it into this episode too because, like, we Please. we gotta get it back in there. Come on. It
2: is so. It is so fucking
0: good. <laughs> is there anything uh, else? Here's a fun topic. Uh, is there anything else that you feel like um, people might make fun of you if you said that you feel like it holds up?
3: Um.
0: Uh, or on the contrary, is there anything you've been thinking about recently that you feel like absolutely yeah. doesn't?
2: I so people get really upset this. I can count over the past just this is past week, two movies that people are like, "Oh, it totally holds up. It up," and then go, "No, it does not." That <laughs> is Hook, Hook, right? First off, and Clue.
0: Oh shit! I've heard now, Hook again, a lot, but yeah, Clue is a bold. Hooked.
2: Well, here, here, let me, okay. You're No, it depends on the hook is that moments of it are good. But in my opinion, I feel like I said this before, the Lost Boys kind of ruined the whole thing.
0: Okay. All right. I Honestly, can get behind that. that. Yes, it's okay. certainly, but like, you're, the you're, hokiest part. What'd you say? It's certainly the hokiest part. Like, yeah, the Lost Bars are very only, hokey. That,
2: that's only my That's only my big thing is that it's kind of like,
0: all ah, right, it's
2: a little, it's a little hokey. Yeah. But it's not... Yeah, it's not. it's just it's that. Is that what is that what's
0: ruined? Yeah, I I think that's fair. Um, it was one of my absolute favorite movies as a kid, and I think that oh. is important. You know, like it's yeah. something you liked as a kid.
2: Yeah, and I I still like it, and there's still wonderful moments. But like as a as I've gotten older. Yes. And I don't know if this, I'm just becoming more cynical. Right, but sure. Like, I, I see the cracks in these things I used to love as a kid, and it's like, oh, that's a shame.
0: Definitely like, a I factor. I love
2: Clue, and I still do on some level, but I had to rewatch it within the past year. And it just, it's slower than you remember it being. Okay. And it really doesn't get funny or exciting until, like, the last 20 minutes. When Tim Curry is running around the place like
0: going through all the
3: emotions,
0: you know, yeah. no, I would totally, I can totally see that. Like, I've never been yeah. someone who would like stand for clue or anything, but uh, I, you know, it definitely has a place in people's like a pop culture affection. I would say.
2: Oh yeah, it's it just it doesn't hold up, and there's nothing like there's nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. just
0: like, that. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you feel? I feel like pop culture. Right now, like some of the hottest things are like complaining about reboots uh, because it's just like this inevitable thing that's happening because people realize they can make a huge amount of money off of it. You want to talk about Ghostbusters, Mary Beth? Is that what you bring up? We don't have to, Rob. We don't have to. But I have no affection for those movies. I didn't see them until like a couple years ago. So to me, part of the argument is like, "Mm, are they as good as they were when you watched them when they were you were a kid?
2: Here, here's the thing, I, I enjoy, I'm not a die-hard Ghostbusters
0: fan, like, okay. I like
2: the movie, sure. I enjoy it, there was a long period where I thought Ghostbusters wasn't good, because <laughs> I only saw like, TV edits of it,
0: oh. and I'm like, this is not a fun
2: movie, and then like, this is back in high school, yeah. we finally, I finally, someone's like, let's watch Ghostbusters, I'm like, why, it's not a good movie, but they had like, a, I think a DVD copy, that's
0: no edit. Really I was interesting. Like, oh my god, I
2: understand it now. I love this and guy so, getting
0: a blowjob from a ghost. Oh my
2: god, <laughs> it's the best part. <laughs> Who doesn't? Don't we all go cross-eyed when we're giving or receiving a blowjob? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <and just,
0: laughs>
2: like I don't know. And then people are just so protective of stuff. Like yeah. I, here's the thing: I'm I'm not excited for the new Ghostbusters, and it has nothing to do them are women i think those. i think all four of the women are very very funny sure i just from the trailers i've watched it just doesn't look good
0: yeah maybe for
2: the trailers but maybe hold on
0: i'll give it to you maybe
2: when the trailers first came out for the bill murray one maybe it didn't look good either exactly
0: and i'll
2: see it like i'll see it and make a judgment that way like i don't I, i don't have time be angry online for YouTube comics. N- comment. No one should have time for that. I- you, know, you do something.
0: <laughs> I totally agree. I was just, like, curious to see even how you felt about, like, um, that that not even just Ghostbusters, but like, the remounting of different properties is seemingly kind of taking over pop culture. Oh, it's just,
2: it's a lot. It's all this, this nostalgia thing. Right. It's like, I don't know. Like, do we really need a four house? No. No. <laughs> do we Need a, an arrest Development season four? Not really. Yeah. Like, just uh, it's, it's on some level we're just like, just leave it be. Leave it's, it be. It's, it's fine. a built-in audience. But I, absolutely. But also, I get where you want to try to like introduce this stuff that's been a part of like your childhood to like new people. Exactly. So
0: it doesn't go away. Exactly. You just hope that
2: I, yeah. You just hope it works on some level, you know.
0: And you're aiming for both the kids and the parents.
2: Yeah, you know? like exactly. Yeah,
0: it's it's a it's double prizes where that's concerned. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. <clears throat> uh, are
2: you are you excited for the new Ghostbusters? Or are you just kind of like whatever.
0: I really, like I said, don't have any affection for Ghostbusters, uh, so cool. that aspect of it is not interesting to me. Um, yeah. But I'm such a big fan Of those women And I think Paul yeah. Feig is I thought Spy was the best comedy Of last year Really? Absolutely, Spy was so okay. funny Did you see it?
2: I've seen it recently it's okay. been playing on HBO. Yeah, I have HBO. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have someone's uh, info for HBO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I watched it. I I I, I laughed. maybe I
2: don't know. Maybe it's just cuz like, it got over for me or something. Like, maybe. Fine, maybe cuz I saw it in like,
0: theaters and like again, like the the trailer for Spy was underwhelming. So like yeah. I went into it with you're, relatively you're low expectations.
2: Maybe if I was watching it with more people yes. in tempo. Like, it was literally was just me on the couch.
0: That's a difference, man. I mean, did you Absolutely. see any other comedies last year that you, like, would totally champion?
2: I, I couldn't even tell you what came out last year. Uh, I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, in a, one a, pe- a lot of people liked was What We Do in the Shadows, which I thought was pretty good. Oh,
2: I heard that was good. I haven't seen it, but I heard it was good. I you think know, it I got over. Tell you. I, I, go ahead.
0: I just think it got overhyped to me. Sure. It was fine. Yeah,
2: I get that. Yeah.
0: Um, I I don't know. I guess where I'm coming from is I would love to see those women who are cast in Ghostbusters in an original comedy.
2: Oh, my God. I think Kate McKinnon is so funny. Yes.
0: I can't wait to see Kate McKinnon in a movie.
2: And I also, I know not a lot of people like Leslie
0: Jones, but I also think her is very funny. I think in the second trailer for the movie, the line that she has about, like, I don't know whether this is because I'm a woman or because I'm black, but either way, I'm I'm fucking angry. Yeah. I think that is laugh out loud hilarious. Absolutely. And I I like what she does on
2: SNL. Me too. I get, like, some people are like, I don't know. I think it's funny. I like it when... She yells at Colin
0: Jokes. I it's, think it's a funny thing. I yeah. totally agree. I think it's something we haven't seen before on there, and I really yeah. like that yeah. that aspect of it. Absolutely. Uh, well, so I
2: think I think the moral of the story is everyone just calms down. Yes. And guess what? Maybe it'll be good, maybe it will be bad. No one's forcing you to see
0: it. I think that is the perfect moral to this story, and the perfect way to wrap <laughs> up this call. Because I have another one coming in at 5 15. Oh, who is this? Uh, Matt Young. Matt Young, he's the best. He's <laughs> uh, he's the total best. He declared that I could not do this without him. Uh so oh, like you, I think you have to. <laughs>
2: you, you tell him I say hello, and thank you for having me back off for a hot second, and I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for calling, Rob. I love you, man.
2: Of course, darling. I love you too, later. I'll see you soon.
1: Come You know you a star, you can touch the sky. I know that it's hard, but you have to
4: try. If you need advice, let me What's up?
0: How are you? I'm good. Are, are we FaceTiming or not? Oh,
1: shit.
4: I guess we are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My phone's facing at the ceiling, so it's not going to work at all. There we go. Okay, okay. We got it. <laughs> How's it going, buddy?
4: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's a little hot in the studio right now.
4: You're in the little studio? Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything to say.
0: <laughs> I, I defy that to be true, especially knowing you. <laughs>
4: um, I started watching, I didn't well, I, I read your email Uh uh-huh. and I have nothing to say about what I said before. Okay. And I don't really have anything. I mean, I've listened to lots of other episodes.
0: Yeah. Oh no. Uh,
4: the Rosie Moan episode is a, is a favorite.
0: Cool. I'm sure that uh, one uh, was really interesting. I don't really, really know too. her, but
4: it was just like a fascinating.
0: I, I thought so, too. It was a really different perspective. I mean, you listened to it. We had really different places that we were coming to it from.
4: Yeah. Um,
0: I really like that one, too.
4: But I love your show, and I think you're great. So that's that's. I just want to be part of whatever you're doing.
0: I appreciate that. Uh, do you want to talk about something that we're, nah, I don't want to do that. We're working on something nah. in the future, but it's it's like a little ways off. So, But I'm hey, excited so we
4: about gotta, it. Yeah, we got to tease it out, get a little plug in there. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to talk about. I yes. came home from work today. I started watching that Paul F. Tompkins show, No You Shut Up. Yeah. It's not that good. Yeah.
0: I've seen clips from it, and I didn't love He's it. He's
4: so funny, but the show is just not as funny as he is.
0: It's like, why are there puppets? I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't it what I saw didn't really work for me either, but I've watched so little of it. Like I did not give it a fair shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Um yeah, I'm I'm disappointed because I just want to watch more of Paula Tompkins all the time.
0: I agree. Have you watched all of his like stand-up specials?
4: Oh, I don't know that I have. They're... I have a couple of his albums for sure.
0: Um his most recent one, I think which is just called Crying and Driving. Is yeah. really, really funny. Great. It's really Great. good because it's just him, like, telling good stories and being Paul. And he's just so sharp and so always funny.
4: Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, uh yeah.
0: Do you listen to Spontanea Nation?
4: I do. I, uh, I tend to get behind on it. Yeah. I'll, like, listen to it for a while and then I'll listen to, like, I'll kind of jump between, um, uh, Comedy Bang Bang, Spontane Nation, and um, with special guests.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: And I'll listen to like three or four in a row, and then I'll like go listen to the other one. Gotcha. i listen to like a few in a row. Gotcha. So I'm a little behind on that one right now. Word. I caught back up.
0: I think the interviews are especially delightful. Yeah, yeah. He recently did ones with, um, he did one with Retta, which was awesome because Retta's Ooh. hilarious and perfect. And he did one with Ron Funches. Are you familiar with Ron Funches?
4: I'm funches I don't I don't think
0: you, I am You should look up Ron Funch's stand up. It he's so like funny and giggly and just like he's just a ball of joy. So like he his first <laughs> his first like opening thing on the Spontaneous Nation uh was Paul was like "Hello Ron, thank you for coming." And he was like "Thank you, you magical leprechaun." Like he just like <laughs> That's just, like, how he talks all the time. He's the best. Great. I think you Great. specifically would like him a ton.
4: Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely look him up. Um, I did think of one other thing I wanted to say about MBSing. Okay. And that it's I'm really upset that I don't get to do the Parks and Rec episode with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. She did it with Trin, right? Yeah. That was last That's... year.
4: She's pretty cool. I get it.
0: Yeah. She literally told me, like... I told her that my topic for NBSing would be Parks and Rec, like if I could do my own show, and she said, "Oh, that would absolutely be my topic." So that was yeah. kind of like I couldn't I couldn't deny that.
4: I I can't blame you, it's fine.
0: Are you still re-watching it? Did you make it all the way back through the show?
4: No, I finished it again.
0: Okay. See, I haven't I'm in like I'm wrapping up season 4. I stopped for a while, but I've been watching it a lot recently.
4: I went on a real tear there.
0: (laughs) Well, you were sick for part of it. You haven't been giving yourself enough time to have like energy and health.
4: Well, I had to stay up and watch rewatch shows I've watched (laughs) before.
0: That's not what I I meant. I meant while you were sick, you watched a lot of TV. Yeah, the one came before the other.
4: Oh, I yeah, I thought it was the other way around.
0: Dummy. I was thinking, um, maybe yesterday that when you were on the first anniversary, we had our we put it into our heated poke war.
4: The poke war, yeah. I was telling somebody about that the other day and they weren't impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was
5: like
4: I... Yeah, we poked each other like seven hundred times. Like, <laughs> yeah, why? Hey, what's wrong with you? I go, but hold on. I bought a king costume, and I showed up at her show. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's more, it more judgment on me and not a judgment on you. Uh,
0: I think the if the foo, if the foo shits, wear it.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love doing that first ep- anniversary episode, too. Like, that was, like, the dumbest fun thing.
0: I really like that one, and I think it's... Probably even even though there's some like insular stuff in terms of what the show is, it's probably a good like launching point. Uh oh. I think. Because like me yeah. and Max really got into Animorphs a lot and uh I talked to him and we lamented that we, we were gonna try to start an Animorphs uh podcast, like rereading and then someone else started one. Uh I know. We uh. we had two episodes in the can and we both were just kinda dragging our feet on it, so Yeah. It sucks, but uh they're like actual they're like comic artists, so they're like really interesting women and they have every oh. Yeah, so like go listen to their show. I can't remember what it's called. Our ours was gonna be called the sharing, so I'm glad it's not the same title.
4: <laughs> you just now you have to just email those people and say like, um, we wanna be on your show.
0: I I should tell Max that we should do that. That we should at least should, try.
4: Yeah. Just hit him up.
0: Yeah. Cares. Tell me, know me. <laughs> we know you, Sidor, wizard of the twelfth realm, realm of thieves, a <laughs> Your Oh,
4: you're gonna hate this. I went to a work conference this week. Oh right, yeah, in Denver. And I got recognized not once, not twice, but three times on this trip.
0: You're shitting me.
4: Uh. In the airport in Denver, a guy who got off my plane was like, "Oh, you're Matt Young, right? You're on Magic Tavern." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, he's like, "Yeah, I follow you guys on Facebook, so I recognized you." And then when I was I was like doing these talks about like improv and learning and right. software and stuff, and uh, this guy while I was introducing myself because I say like, you know, I'm an instructional designer, I've been doing it for blah 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 years. But I'm also on these podcasts, Hello from Max Chavern and Price Star Trek, and there's a guy in the audience just doing this. He's going...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, like okay, vibrating. He, maybe, <laughs> yeah, like,
4: maybe he's just, like, maybe he's got a condition. I don't, you know, I don't know. I didn't think anything of it. And I was just like, it's a little weird. He's actually was, like, losing his you mind. You had a fan in the audience. That dude was, like, hanging on every fucking word you said. Uh,
0: that's so cool.
4: Then getting on the plane I going do hate
0: home, it. <laughs> <No>.
4: <laughs> a guy in first class stops me as I'm trying to board. Stop. He goes, "Oh, are you still with the improvised Shakespeare company?"
0: No way! I
4: was like, "Oh yeah!" He's like, "I'm like," he's like, "Yeah, we saw you a few months ago. We really enjoyed it. Keep up the good work."
0: That's cool. Did you tell him to buy you an upgrade?
4: <laughs> I should have.
0: Because <laughs> that's you got to start flipping these into some, you know, some real. Real clout perks. We got to get those t-shirts, man. (laughs) We got to get these fucking t-shirts. Literally, a thing I said last night was, I miss you talking you two to me. That If we ever did mbs again, we should talk about you talking you two to me.
4: We absolutely should. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. When you're done with everyone else and you're ready to wrap around to the boring ass people from the beginning. Right. We'll, we'll You'll be
0: number one on my boring list. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna see you on Wednesday, right? Yeah. Awesome.
0: Thanks for calling, buddy.
4: It's been too long. Happy anniversary.
0: It has been too long, and thank you for the well wishes. Thank you for being uh, at least peripherally a part of the show for most of that time. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. You right. this. Oh. I'll talk to you soon. Also, I, t- I talked to Rob Grabowski before this, and he said to tell you hello and that you're great. Oh.
4: Tell him the same back, but you're not gonna talk to him, so nope. he's screwed. <laughs> I'll
0: text him <laughs> or something. All right. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Have a good night. I'll Have see good you shows. Soon. Yeah.
4: Yep. Thanks. Bye. Bye. He don't love you
3: anymore. Just walk
6: Yes.
0: What's up, buddy?
6: Hey, uh, not much. How are you?
0: I'm so good. I'm so glad you were able to call.
6: Yeah, me too.
0: You're one of the folks that I knew I wanted to talk to. Yeah. (laughs) How is it going? How's the Austin life?
6: Uh, Austin's pretty awesome so far. That's
0: great. That's so good to hear.
6: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was able to see Robert Rodriguez did a... uh, did A Q&A for um for from dusk till dawn cool and so that was pretty cool because he's pretty much one of the reasons why i moved down here
0: no and, way
6: uh, oh yeah and then uh we went to an alamo draft house screening of the uh 70 millimeter uh hateful Eight.
0: Oh, cool yeah
6: and we were we were just waiting and waiting and waiting in the lobby and then all of a sudden it was like why is it taking so long and Oh, no, it's only taking so long because Quentin Tarantino decided to show up and,
1: and
0: introduce the movie. <laughs> That's amazing! Uh,
6: yeah, and then uh, and then the other day uh, my girlfriend had gotten us tickets to go see The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. The Conjuring 2 Conjuring coming out and uh, it wasn't anything special. AMO Draft House just does things like that, you know, right. the movie out, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, there's just tables and, and cameras around and I'm like, is there anything special about this? And she's uh-huh. like, no, and I'm like, is James Wan going to be here? And she's like, who's that? I'm like, The director of The Conjuring. She's like, no. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, boom, James Conjuring comes out. And he's like, oh, by the way, you're not here to see The Conjuring. You're here to see The Conjuring, too. And, like, everyone's doing that, so. That's
0: awesome.
6: Yeah, so what, pretty, uh, pretty cool.
0: What a, a cool feeling to, you know, love films so much and be in a place that really feels like, you know, respects it, has a, a place in the industry, Um, it kind of, it's definitely gotten, been making a name for itself.
6: Oh yeah. Uh, it was interesting going from Chicago where like I could go to the music box theater every weekend and go see the midnight movies, or I could kind of go check out a specialty screening of something here or there and seeing the theaters sort of more full than, than not full, and then going to a small town like not you know small town but going to like a a more suburban town like Reston Virginia right outside of DC right and it's like nope it's just regular movie theater yeah right you're lucky if you get a at, limited run yeah the movie theater I worked at did midnight movies but it was like you know like two or three people would show up
0: bummer.
6: So, going back to Austin and going to a city where, like, if they show something, like, tonight I'm going to go see the Maltese Falcon
0: Awesome! Uh, at,
6: at the Paramount Theater. And, like, you know that's going to be a full screening. Of course. So, it may, it really does make a difference.
0: I can't imagine. I'm sure it does. Because I know that kind of stuff in Chicago's is, is always really nice to, like, see. That was huge for me when I first moved here, for sure. It was, like, going to, like, a movie that I was excited about that had a limited run, uh, that, like, came to Century Landmark and going and, like, all these other people wanted to see the movie, too. Like, that that was huge for me, for sure.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Can we talk about Godzilla P.I.? Uh,
2: of course we can talk about Godzilla P.I.
6: We don't have
0: to if you don't want to. I just thought it would be fun. Uh,
2: no,
6: I, uh, I like, I really do owe uh, uh, the podcast and, and your your love of other people's loves uh, a big deal of gratitude and in the making of Godzilla P.I. Because, like, I've told you personally before, you can hear me on the podcast. Like, I tried a few things before that, tried to make a short film here or there, and and they would always fall through. So, like, I didn't really have a lot of money at the time, and I didn't really, like, I I didn't know what I was doing, but I was Mm -hmm. just like, I I just have to make something, and and I think this is it. I think Godzilla P.I., it's what I have to do. And, and you can just hear me trying to convince myself yeah. on the podcast.
3: Like, yeah.
1: I,
6: I, I just, I think I just, if I say it enough and I, and I really try and if I, if I put it out there that I'm going to do it, I think maybe I can get this one done. And I wasn't fully thinking that it would get done. I was kind of, you know, expecting it to maybe fall through, but, but kind of having that, like, you know, that little I went through some, some ups and downs sure. and, and then, and then uh when we actually started shooting and when I was actually in Chicago to to make the movie, it was like, you know, I I need a house. I need a house. I need just one house for one
0: night. <laughs> and then you're like,
6: Yeah, use my house
0: and then oh, come and on. then I, I need
6: a oh I I had an actor drop out last minute. I I need an actor. I need an actor. Like, oh yeah, I'll be I'll be in your movie. Uh... So, and then and and not only did you provide a house and provide a, your your on-screen talent like when our crew showed up with all of you know it's small crew but when a a crew shows up and like oh hey uh so Mary Beth Smith uh in order to get that film noir look we kind of you know we have this little fog machine oh yeah use the fog machine oh yeah oh and hey um some of our guys need like some some tapes and, and sort of like uh you know closed-tins, so they, you know, they left, it. oh, yeah, no, here, I got some, oh, and hey, we also need, like, the screwdriver, like, oh, yeah, and, like, look, do you have any, like, pancake mix? and if we put it on the, like, oh, but, yeah, and, like, you had everything that we could have asked for, like,
0: It was completely. far from my, it was far from my attention when I asked for you to just uh, make it sound like I made your movie happen, because you made your movie happen, but I am very, very glad that I got to be a part of it and to be helpful, because, that was certainly something that I wanted to do. Well,
6: yeah. I uh, like a, I mean, yeah. Uh, I hear you. I hear you.
0: <laughs> it's great, man. I'm so glad I got to see it. Uh, will it exist? Like, uh, does it exist online? Is it something that you are still like? What do you? What's what's the future of Godzilla Pi? Yeah,
6: it's it's done. Uh, right. I, I do. I mean, I could always want like qualify any sort of given thing in the movie like well I think maybe this could be you know this or that but I'm like no you know what it's done I'm I'm done with it I'm very proud of it I think I learned a lot uh and uh it's it's on YouTube nice just type in if you type in Godzilla PI it's the only kind of
0: 30 minute
6: (laughs) it's a just a 30 minute short film the hardest part uh, is just describing it to people. Cause right. I'm like, well, okay. Human actors playing human roles. Right. But everything is inspired by a Godzilla movie. Right. And, and, uh, what's very strange is when I describe it to people, I'm just like, yeah, it's, like a, it's a film noir, but everyone's you know, based on Godzilla characters. And so many people don't know what a film noir is. Really? I'm very surprised. Oh yeah. So many people don't know what a film hmm. noir is. It's, I don't know if it's just one of those things where, like, I'm crazy because I mm-hmm. like, but like, I thought film noir was a pretty basic genre. Type, I, you know,
0: yeah, that's that's definitely where I would come to from it as to it as well. I would think that even if you didn't know like specific examples of like a film noir movie or story, you might still be familiar with. Uh, the the themes and what that would look like, you know, the you know, fedoras and femme fatales, like those big benchmark type things, low lighting, etc. Yeah. But it's kind of
6: like a, uh during the podcast when we kind of mentioned you know like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And, and Godzilla, like here's Godzilla is this character that you know, and yeah, in the past. In, couple years he's had a movie out here or there but really like he's one of those characters that's stuck around through the years sure and 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 infiltrated pop culture rather forcefully but like film noir is the same kind of thing like if you don't know it like I, like you've seen it like i know people yeah. have seen it
0: yes that's a really good way to put it that even if you're not aware of what it is you have to have seen it somewhere Uh, are there any other, like, um, isn't there, there's been a Godzilla movie since we did the podcast, right?
6: Yes. So there was Godzilla 2014. Right. Uh, I loved it. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Uh, as the biggest complaint is like, oh, Godzilla's only in it for like 15 minutes or what, like that, you know, a lot of Godzilla movies feature people running around doing the people stuff and then Godzilla, you know, some of the better ones do have them in there a bit longer, but and then some of the complaints about, oh, well, the human, the human roles aren't that well developed and stuff. I, I really think that in terms of mixing people into and incorporating them into the Godzilla story, this movie does it far better than most because most Godzilla movies are honestly a bunch of people running around dealing with like science experiments and aliens sure. right. and Godzilla just shows up to do, it's like you're watching a short Godzilla movie in the middle of Spliced in the middle of right. other sci-fi, acting.
0: right? Sure, that so, makes sense.
6: Yeah,
0: and it was like Brian Cranston, right?
6: Yes, he's in it for a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's. I also think it's interesting. His career seems to have taken a trajectory for like these really big characters. Uh, you know, we saw him as um, Trumbo. And uh, uh, he's he's in some HBO movie where he's playing like one of the presidents, and I don't know. Oh yeah, LBJ. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like he he started his career and like became very successful from playing, you know, Walter White, who's is a, a normal man who becomes a larger than life character. I guess.
2: Yeah.
3: I
0: don't know. Just something I've been thinking about recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the best movie you've seen in recent memory?
6: Uh, well, I mean, last year I was definitely on uh, Team Mad Max. I, right. I loved I loved that. Um,
0: it seems year, like your type of movie. Oh,
6: yeah. And the biggest thing that really bugged me, though, was that whole thing about, like, Oh, it's not really a Mad Max movie. It's a Charlize Theron Furiosa movie. Ugh, I don't like it when, like, fuck a, that. aside from the aside from the super uber like you know misogyny angles, just like even the casual kind of just—it's not about Mad Max though. Like the movie a hundred percent. Well, I mean not, but it, the movie's completely about absolutely Mad Max. about it, who Yeah, who goes from who who pushed out people. And the Furiosa character is a character that teaches him to, to learn to fight again
0: for right. people. Yeah.
6: He, he is the main character of the movie.
0: Absolutely. But,
6: um, and then this year I saw, I mean, obviously I saw Civil War. Right. And I liked and it. I liked it, um, I liked I it as well. hard, I, Yeah, I saw Hardcore Henry, which I definitely would would recommend to to people who would like you know Godzilla movies or okay. action-y.
0: Okay. Action, that, yeah. That's the one they uh that was like filmed from first person POV. Yes.
2: Uh
0: I, I could see that being good and interesting, especially if you said you like the genre.
6: Right. Yeah, it that's the I mean, I was uh hoping it would be a movie that like I just immediately fell in love with, but I right. think, you know it's a movie that, yeah, okay, this is really cool, but right. Yeah. It's so it's some of those movies, uh I feel like I've kind of uh cemented my my movie taste and and my love of movies, but there's always those movies that when you're first getting started out mm-hmm. that like you just become obsessed with how they made it. Sure. And i like crank, oh my god, when Craig came out, I was like, Crank is so amazing sure. and I was just like, Oh, how did they make it? Same thing with like, you know, um, You know, uh, um, Desperado and then getting into El Mariachi and like,
3: oh, $7,000. Oh, he sold his body to science and he made a movie.
6: Like all this kind of stuff. I think Hardcore Henry, it did bring a little bit of that out in me again. Uh We're like, oh, they were just driving down the street and they saw a bridge and they were like, let's strap on some GoPros and run over a bridge. Sure. That's in the movie now. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I just want to do something. And now it's done. And now it's a movie.
0: Right. Right. There's something to be said for that, man. You know, just just taking the leap. You that's that's a lot of what uh, I think Godzilla PI ended up being. And I'm definitely um, going through that myself. I, I'm working on a, a show at the annoyance. And um, when I was originally offered, like I pitched it uh, without having it written, I just pitched the concept and they picked it up. And I was like, well, I don't have enough time to do it between now and then. Right. And, and then I was like, no, like, fuck me. You know, this is it. Like, this is when you do it. Like, no excuses. Well, that's,
6: um, I, I do think it's been said before, and, and we can attest to that actually physically being true. Like, committing yourself to something before you're ready. Because for Godzilla PI, I had almost all the locations, almost all the actors. <laughs> and I was just like, here are the days, here's the things. The big thing was, I didn't have a Godzilla office. Oh. But, I mean, the, the first scene of the movie is like, Godzilla's in his office, and he right. offered a job. But so I'm looking around, and I'm just walking around the streets of Chicago, and I'm looking at offices, and I'm leaving notes for people. Like,
2: hey, I'm a filmmaker.
6: I want to shoot a thing here. and It's got to be big enough so that we can fit some people. But, like, I'm just walking around, and I'm like, I don't have an office. I start shooting in, like, two days. And I put the scene near the end because I didn't know I had the location. But right. I don't. What? What am I going to do? The whole right. the first scene of my movie, I have nowhere to shoot. And I was like, wait a minute. What about a hotel room? I was like, all I got to do is pay for like a, hotel a hotel room. room. Then I don't need to. Yeah. Then I. I don't need to worry about people Man. coming in or. I was or, thinking
0: or, when you said an office, I was like, doesn't it start in a hotel room? That's so yeah, cool. And
6: then all of a sudden. It, you know, in the movie, we have we have all this location. I don't got to worry. It's basically, we're just paying for the, the space. Makes, and then in the movie, you throw in a line of dialogue like, hey, I'm in between places right now. Like, and it oh, makes boom.
0: perfect sense. Like, it just tells a little bit more about where this guy's coming from.
6: Right. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I definitely, I've been telling people lately, like, I don't know what it is that I'm going to do next, but I feel that, like, same Godzilla P.I. fire in my belly of just when I was in Chicago for those two weeks, we've gone over four days, but I, the four days was at the end of the two weeks. Right. Like rehearsing and pre-planning and going to the locations with the DP, and getting all the shots figured out and working on it. And then being in the scenes and doing stuff spontaneously, like all that stuff was, it felt so good.
0: Do it again, man. And
6: uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's so that makes me so happy to hear. I'm glad to get to to talk to you about it. Uh I know we, you and I have talked about it uh since then, but it's fun to get a a, a podcast catch up too. Yeah. All right, man. I think I'm going to let you go. Um but thank you so much for calling. Uh continued best of luck in Austin. And uh, let me know if um, you got another project on deck that fire in your belly makes uh, a new thing come to fruition, and I'll support it however I can.
6: Hey, thanks so much, Mary Beth Smith.
0: Thank you, Brett Dorman. I love you, and I mean that.
2: I love you, too.
1: I do my hair.
5: Anything you specifically would want to chat about? Oh, yeah, I was uh, gonna chat about um, Michelle McNamara with yeah. you. So yeah,
0: I, I thought I that feel, might be on your mind.
5: Yeah, I feel like she needs a a little bit of a fitting tribute. Yeah, not that I'm gonna give her one. Uh, but I, mean, uh, I
0: think at this point, anything is uh, is appropriate, and um,
5: in like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. It's just sad. (laughs) Yeah, it's so sad. The kind of saddest part to me is the the L.A. coroner's office is so backed up. They don't know. Mm -hmm. They're not going to know why she died for probably six months or so.
1: Jesus.
5: Yeah, and that just says to me, I have to solve Michelle McNamara's murder. (laughs) Right? Right it's oh it's so sad it was so sudden but and and why she seemed perfectly healthy she was running her i mean i don't know i didn't hang out with her yeah but i assume she was totally healthy and she was driven and working and then next thing you know you just die in your sleep when you're 46 years old
0: yeah she just wasn't she wasn't old enough there was no indicator. It's just a big bummer all around. And like for someone who was really dedicating her life to like seeking justice for people and uh you know, trying to help others get closure
5: on right.
0: like deaths in gotcha. their families, like what a
5: freaking bummer. <laughs> that I was reading uh, a blog by Bill Jensen, who's another true crime writer. And he said that they were talking about setting up kind of, I I don't want to say a club, but a club uh, (laughs) where um, they would take a a different cold case and they would meet and everybody would kind of be assigned something to research in, in that. And they would come back and figure out where, each of their leads had taken them and then reassign all, all of those leads and try and do yeah. as much as they could to to solve these cold cases. And that's really what she was doing with True Crime Diary, too. Just reaching out and really trying to to reinvent how people supported each other in these forgotten crimes. Yeah, I mean,
0: she was legitimately finding things that, you know, police who were investigating crimes were not finding.
5: Right, because she did have access to the internet, and it's so remarkable with kind of that chat room mentality to say, oh, I, I have access to people all over the world who might find something hidden somewhere in a yearbook or a phone book right. or a newspaper that I would never think to come across. Yeah. But you don't know until you start discussing it with like-minded people who are, are, I guess, eagle eyed and on the lookout for things like this. Sure. And it does seem
0: like I actually, uh, I'm a huge Julie Klausner fan. It uh-huh. was like how I was aware of Michelle McNamara in the first place and uh, she re-released an interview that she had done with her. Um, and one of the things she said was that, like, it it was, like, which I think is a, a common, like, issue uh, currently, that, like, it seemed like a lot of the um, investigators are very much in a, like, ignorance is bliss kind of right. place. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, they don't want to dig too deep because it's, like, a lot of work.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's... Uh, uh, I don't. It. I've been reading a lot of OJ related uh, books, sure. <laughs> um, just because of the 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 FX series. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 in deep was in OJ good? right now. Was it? Oh, it like was. It? I loved it. I, I loved every second of it. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's really. I was super into it because of uh, the the crime aspect. Sure but the show itself is doubly enjoyable because it was so, uh, melodramatic and tongue in cheek and and just what you want from Ryan Murphy. I was going
0: to say classic Ryan Murphy. Yeah.
5: You know, it's not 100% accurate, but it definitely led me down the path to, to search out more. Um, but point being, uh, investigators can be super lazy <laughs> and <laughs> and also there have been so many leaps you you just don't because we're so inundated in like this law and order CSI sure. kind of society you don't understand how many huge leaps there are in forensics evidence that we just yeah. didn't have even I, in, during OJ, they were yeah. just starting to do DNA testing yeah. uh, on crime scenes. And that was 95, 98? No, 95. Uh,
0: <laughs> 94, uh... 95. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, DNA testing at this point, uh, the place I work is trying to start a, a DNA testing forensic course for lawyers. To oh. teach them how it works. That's awesome. It's very cool, and it's very important. We already teach, um, like, blood alcohol determination classes and, uh, like, drug testing determinations.
5: That's awesome. Um,
0: It's really – I've learned so much about forensics through it and how ill-regulated it is.
5: (laughs) That's – on the opposite end of that spectrum, I work uh, tangentially in forensics now, but it's uh, it's not – it's computer forensics, okay. uh, so it's mostly me reading people's emails all <laughs> day. It. But it's still, it's crazy what we can access and, and how that forensic area is growing compared to yes. you know, even what it was two or three years ago.
0: Of course.
5: Because we're doing so much calling of social media and stuff like that now. Sure. And it's... It's...
0: Uh, yeah, it just like the general ability to like store things. Right. has changed over the course of the last like 5 years or so.
5: It really seems in both areas that it's it, it's gotten so much easier to find people and find evidence kind of definitive evidence much faster than we ever it, it's I it this all makes me wonder if these cold cases are kind of going to be a thing of the past soon
0: i i think that if the forensic community can catch up like mm-hmm. if if those institutions state by state uh had the ability i mean like you said the la coroner's office is like months behind right the same kind of thing goes for like pretty much every forensic lab um it, it I think we could be doing so much better where those kinds of things are concerned,
1: but we're not. <laughs>
5: right. you know? Why is it just because it's, I mean, how long does, I mean, I know when I go to the doctor, sure. they're uh, going to do a, a blood test and it, it'll come back anywhere between a couple of days and a week from, from when I go. How and I imagine it's much more complicated if you're running a, a blood sample at a crime scene right. against yeah. all the DNA on record that you have. Yeah. But how how long does something like that typically take? I know it's not like TV where it's just, oh, uh, type it in, and we yeah. see a bunch of pictures flash, and yeah, then, and, like oh, there, we've got it.
1: And I think there is uh, actually a detrimental effect because of shows like that where like the people who don't actually understand the science think that that's how easy it is. but it's a lot of like there's a lot of sample prep um, that technicians will do for like a lot of samples at a time which introduces a lot of variables and right. possibilities for something going wrong um, there's a lot of calibration of instruments um, which is also something that, like, if you're not within the scientific world, uh, you may not understand that, like, well, we can't use the instrument right now for samples because we have to tell the instrument what it's looking for, basically, right.
5: <laughs> you know? And you kind of want that shit to be precise. Exactly. So. <laughs>
1: exactly. So, when people start to cut corners, that's when you start getting, like, there's this woman in Boston who was running, Kate was, like, the lowest in her lab for, like, the number of samples she was getting through. So she just started, like, making up data and, like, oh, and threw gosh. a lot more samples. So, like, as the case gets, like, um, discussed, I can't remember the woman's name, in something, as it gets, like, uncovered at first, they they're like, we think it might have affected, like, 50 cases. The last number I heard was, like, 5,000. <gasps> yeah. No. So, it... like, they have to throw out all like they have to absolve anyone who that may have like, you know, convicted and
5: it's, it's scary man with who's scary. So like and you really do kind of have a finite amount of, of samples and, yeah. and data. So you can't exactly. just throw all that away. Yes. Yeah. So
1: that's a factor it doesn't take it's so funny because like when things use what we actually teach in our lab, when, when other previous labs use it's called CMS or LCMS which is very popular, liquid versus gas, uh, to like identify drugs um, blood alcohol levels uh, that, that wouldn't be DNA testing, that would be other equipment, so I'm not as familiar with that stuff um, people probably take too long to do something that could be done in a shorter period of time Mm-hmm. That's something we actually teach in our courses, is like ways where <laughs> so you can improve upon like cutting down on times and I feel like because bring is not like super well regulated, they can get away with like um using techniques that shortens their uh times analysing and still get good results.
5: Hmm. Yeah. It, it's weird how tricky it is in, in some regards and how I don't know. It uh, it just is really frustrating that there's so many variables to take into account. But if yeah. you you can get really good, really definitive results if you just you know follow proper protocol yeah. and and not uh, like in the O.J. case, not uh, wear your shoes on the crime scene instead yeah. of putting little slippers on and yeah. taking a, have the proper amount of samples. Eh.
1: It's really something that could be better regulated that I think we are taking for granted. Uh, in terms of like, well, it's just it's a brevi, right? It right. Matter, right.
5: Yeah. All you need is you know that little pin prick of blood, and then yeah. pop it into the computer, and the blonde with uh the hair up in the wild ponytail and the glasses and mm. the lab coat All right, is going to to right. find your answer got, in two got seconds to somewhere, cause right like, yeah oh yeah that's how ladies in labs do right <laughs> <laughs> paula hurt Polly. oh Sarah, I
1: don't yeah i know
5: I, I heard she's mean to dogs, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I don't I don't like her very much.
1: <laughs> you do you, talk to her.
5: Right. <laughs> got blocked on uh, <gasps> Twitter
1: for cute-like making... It was dog-related. It was <laughs> dog-related.
5: <laughs> See? I, I hear things, and they turn out to be true. I'm a
1: detective! <laughs> you are such a detective. Uh, Mel... This has been great. We hit the 15-minute the mark. I've got another call coming in, in pretty soon, uh, so I'm going to
5: let you go. All right. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for calling. No
5: problem. Thank you for calling me. Uh, true,
1: true, true. True, 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 true. Thank you for wanting to be
5: called. I did. did it. <laughs> it's true. I'm really I...
1: excited to see you.
5: Yeah, I'm excited to see you. We'll talk more soon. Love it. Alright. Thank you. You too. Love you. <laughs> Love you back. Whole
1: girl, need to kick off your shoes. Gotta take a deep breath. Time to focus on you. All the big fights, long nights that you've been through. I got a bottle of tequila I've been saving for you. Okay, uh
0: do you have specific thoughts that you wanted to bring to the table? Anything that uh in retrospect, um you wish we had gotten more time for? I will say uh, I know I asked a question and haven't given you a chance to answer it. Um I talked to Matt Young earlier today and he told me that uh even though he does not know you, he really enjoyed listening to our episode. He said it was one of his favorites. Oh nice. Yeah, he was Very like cool. it was super interesting and honestly, I've gotten that from a few people. Uh I think I've atle- oh, I sent cool. you along like a message that I got um from Trevor Martin about it uh, that like made him laugh and he really enjoyed it um, <laughs> but I've I definitely got that from a few so thank you for doing it with me
3: ah, thank you <laughs> it's all you you just know how to bring it out in people
1: Ah, no way ah. No, no way no how <laughs>
3: um, well I mean we talked about sex right so I think my yeah. relationship with sex has changed a little bit since we talked yeah Yeah. We
0: can talk about that. Let's. That sounds interesting.
3: Um, yeah.
0: If you want to. Well,
3: okay. So I'm (laughs) just, I'm realizing I'm going to be talking about
0: this on the train, which is going to be a little weird. Oh, sure, yeah. I noticed (laughs) you hesitating.
3: the (laughs) The train is coming now and uh-huh. I'm only taking it like two stops so can I call you back when
0: I'm off the train Is call that me back fuck up your whole schedule? please no you're fine you're my you're my okay. last call so it's all up to you baby okay cool and I'd no, rather you, you feel and, like, I'd rather you <laughs> not be talking about your sex life on the train yeah yeah I, I don't
3: even like talking to like my mom on the train it's the weird thing it's
0: right I don't life. either I really don't um so yeah, <laughs> yeah give me a call back a okay cool
3: I'll tell you in
0: a couple minutes no worries we back. Yo. You really weren't on the train for that long.
3: <laughs> yeah. Literally, <laughs> too sad. The train is
0: coming.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy as fuck.
0: No worries, dude. We all have our <laughs> vices, right? Yeah. Well, I
3: guess I could bike
0: when
3: it's like sweat out. What? Then I guess I
0: could have bike when
3: it's like sweat out. Oh, yeah. Just faster.
0: And it's might rain. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, okay, yeah. so
3: see, how do you do
0: this? Do
3: you record our
0: phone calls? I'm already recording my baby. Oh cool,
3: cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> dive right in.
0: Okay. Um, Talk to so, me. <laughs> I mean the
3: NSA is always
1: listening, so
3: I mean this is not being this anyway. Right. So I'd say um, my relationship with sex has changed in certain ways. Uh, I've never been in a relationship as long as I've been in this current one. Sure. Um, and I think for me, sex has always been something that I kind of felt was an extra connection. Like it was it was a connection on a different level. Not necessarily like if I had sex with someone, we were madly in love, but just like a, a different way to feel that um yeah level of connection sure uh and now for me it's something that I've learned to communicate I'd say a little better as a person in terms of what I'm feeling and why and when and not like waiting and and having to like work out the answers before I tell somebody about it I can like kind of recognize it a lot easier so i identified in myself that maybe some of the the connections I felt were kind of a, a nonverbal connection because I didn't know how to verbalize a lot of stuff.
0: Oh, that's um, interesting.
3: Yeah, and and not that I've ever been like a sex addict, I and mean, right. who cares if you're you know that's yeah. that's your thing if you like to have a lot of sex. But for sure. me, I think it did a little bit extra, which is why it was always um, like being a precocious child and something I was interested in. It's just a, a different way to communicate or talk or whatever um, so yeah now being able to, to use my big girl words and actually like consider what's going on with myself I, I've seen that in my relationship that um, at the beginning you know when it's tumultuous and passionate it was like the fights were big and the makeup sex was crazy sure. and, you know, <laughs> and now it's like a stable thing where it's like oh the sex is just great you right. know it's, it's like it's not if if we don't have it. It's not the end of our relationship. Sure. Where it used to, I used to really feel that in a weird yeah. way with any relationship.
0: That's interesting. Um, yeah. That like just, if the flame was was felt you f- if you felt like the flame was kind of dying out, then like the relationship was. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
3: It Used to be like, wow. If I if we don't have sex. Certain amount of weeks, and I get a little nervous. You right. Know, right. There's a loss of
0: interest. Yeah. Sure, man. So that's less w- of that attachment. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting to uh to find in yourself. You know, to go. Yeah. You know what? I think I've been using this in not the healthiest way. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Right.
3: Yeah. And and like it is. It, what everyone has their stuff, and like I will always have. I mean, everyone will always have some sort of relationship with sex, whether they aren't into it, whether they love it, whether they're indifferent, you know,
5: everything
0: in
3: between. But, yeah, I think therapy has really done that for me. Cool. Um, In terms of, yeah, learning how to communicate. That's, like, the biggest thing that I've gotten from therapy.
0: That's awesome. And (laughs) I think... Yeah, and sex therapists, too. Have you been going to a sex therapist? So my,
3: uh, I go to a couple therapists, I highly recommend it. Right. If anyone has ever even considered it. I mean, even if you're not having problems, my God, the ability to learn to speak the same language is priceless. I mean, it's Man. changed my entire life and my entire relationship. That's awesome. Um. Yeah, but... My individual therapist is actually also a sex therapist. And so, you know, we'll touch on stuff sometimes. It's not really the focus of it, but like, you know, it's something that she works on with other couples
0: and cool. blah, blah, blah. So that's statistics too. Dang, you're so Yeah, like worldly <laughs> and I feel like that's so good for worldly worldly. Uh <laughs> I feel like that's so good for self care.
3: Yeah. Oh man, self care—that's the key for me right now.
0: You seem and to I've be doing that a lot. A lot of self care uh, yeah, for yourself. Yeah, I really, really am. Good it, for you, man. It,
3: and like, thanks. And it's something that used to be like, well, this isn't as fun as going to hang out with friends or doing right. a lot of X, Y,
0: and Z. And
3: it's like,
2: no, this is fucking great. <laughs> I love hanging out. With
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like I'm sure it has a positive effect. I mean, obviously it has a positive effect on your relationship, as you've already expressed. Yeah. And uh, that's been a focus, a part of it. But I'm sure I would think it would also have a, a positive effect on your friendships because you don't feel uh, if there is something going on, you don't feel like you have to like burden anyone else with it.
3: Yeah, usually. Well, and also, like, I think there's something to be said in a friendship for, for I still go to my friends for advice, but also sure. being a little bit more readily available with what's going on with me versus, like, I need to talk to somebody and unload on somebody. Yeah. that it's like, this is how I'm feeling, and I welcome advice. So,
0: like, and it kind of, like, whatever. helps you focus instead of, like, jumping around, yeah. well, this part sucks, and this part sucks, and, like...
3: Exactly. And it's I'm sure it's... like relying on it too heavily yes you know? like sure. if, I, if i'm looking externally for all of the stuff then i'm just like the inside's a little hollow for
0: mm, me. that is <laughs> juicy yeah, man, yeah, that's that's, juicy. that's so important man that's so important yeah and uh freak i was gonna say something else but I can't... Rem- oh, but also, like, yeah, it's not like just start going to a therapist just, like, all of a sudden makes all those feelings and difficulties go away. Right. <laughs> so it's no. not like you're not yeah. going to want to, like, talk to other people about it or, uh, you know, oh, get oh, yeah. other people's advice and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't
3: eliminate friends, like, at all. You yeah. know, it's just, like, a level of um, self-awareness that I, that I know, like, especially if I'm hanging out with somebody and I'm like, I know I, am I don't want to be, or I'm feeling this way, like just being more upfront about it, I think makes a difference.
0: Self-awareness. Um, just
3: in terms of like, yeah, the self-awareness and the ability to, to say that, because if somebody's your friend like that, like, they're going to appreciate that, yeah. and I really have, have looked for that in terms of like... Something is going on. Let's talk about it.
0: And if that's, you can, that's
3: fine. But I think it, yeah, makes a difference.
0: That's cool. I've, I think that's awesome. And I think that most people could probably benefit from those kinds of assessments in their lives. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But, um, some friends are crossing the street. So <laughs> the, the, the call may be interrupted here at Bethesda. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mary Tilden walking on the corner here.
0: Well, give her my best.
3: I will. Um, I hope this is enough. And this I is really perfect. It was almost exactly okay.
0: 10 minutes.
3: Oh, my God. Amazing.
0: You, you nailed it, man. You're you nailed it. And you didn't even know. This was wonderful. This <laughs> is exactly the kind of thing I was looking for.
3: Well thank you so much i i adore you and your podcast and i'm happy
0: that i can be a part of it in any little way i adore you very much and people should (laughs) check out obsessed podcast if they want to listen Uh, to more of rosie's voice
3: thanks very obsessed obsessed podcast yeah
0: i got you boo. i got you boo i love love you and i mean it. it i
1: love you mean it all right bye take care you too. Close up and change a life. You can have it all no sacrifice. I know we did you wrong. We can make it right. So go and let it all hang out tonight. Hey, in my parents' house in Michigan.
0: I thought you were with your folks. That's great.
7: I've been here for 11 days.
0: <laughs> and you come back tomorrow?
7: <laughs> yeah, tomorrow night.
0: And your feelings about that are <laughs> I'm
7: kind of sad. This is like the longest I've been home since I lived here. So it's been really
0: Yeah, I can't imagine. I definitely haven't been, like, anywhere for that long, probably, since uh, (laughs) moving here. Um, Are you doing, like, wedding planning type stuff? Oh, yeah, baby. That's what I figured. Hell yeah, man. Knock it all out. Knocking it all
3: out. So, how are you?
0: I'm good, I'm good. I'm really glad that I could catch you.
3: Me too. I'm so happy we could
0: talk. I know. I'm sorry for my delay in getting back to you it was like
3: no you're fine
0: Kind <sighs> mostly off my plate and l- i left it there until i needed to get it back on my plate <laughs> you
7: know what i i truly get it i like <laughs> procrastination
0: i i figured you'd feel me <laughs> oh yeah so um on my way over here i listened to do like 20 minutes or so of your episode of Gilmore Guys Uh, just because I was like well this is silly like I want to talk to her about this but I should witness it for myself oh my god for sure (laughs) it was so much fun I can't like I can't believe you had tickets to the show and then ended up being the guest on it (laughs)
7: I know, I feel really bad for Andy because he bought them as a surprise. And then um, Ross Kimball, like, texted me and was like, are you going to Gilmore guys? And I was like, I didn't even know I was in town. And then I asked Andy and I realized he had, like, told me to block off that time oh, in my calendar.
0: Oh, what a sweet like, bean. Oh. And then I got asked to
7: do it and he was like, well, <laughs> I'm going you give ticket to a friend. <laughs>
0: guess, guess what I did pales in comparison to that. <laughs>
7: I know, but he knew. He knew I was a true gilly.
0: He knew you were a gilly. <laughs> yep. uh, so how did that come about? Ross knows those guys. Is that how that happened?
7: Yeah, Ross. Yeah, Ross Kimball, what an angel, great Chicago improviser. Now in L.A., he um he must know them. I think from like the improv scene or UCB. I'm not really sure. I guess it, the improv scene and UCB are one and the same. Sure. Um, but he, yeah, he knew them, and he called me. He, and also, like we've never spoken on the phone. It's like, <laughs> a call from him with like a very urgent voicemail that was like, "Please call me." Please me, and I was, like, Give me a call, what back. Does he need Yeah. From yeah.
0: Me? Why? <laughs> Why?
7: What could it be? Like I, I don't know. Like does he need something from a really low shelf? Like, like, <laughs> I just like couldn't imagine. But um, but he, even yeah, when he he's was, lined like, up, they are coming and they need they they need a comedian. He like sent them some of my videos. I guess I'm not sure what he sent them, but he. I guess he sent them some videos. They vetted me. They deemed me funny enough Dang. and deserving. That's
0: so great. Then, so he yeah. just knew he associated you with as a ghillie to begin with? Which, which is, like, very cool. That, that, is, know that, about me. that is very cool. I, I was, like, hoping that that – sorry, first of all, to just kind of, like, launch into this, but I, I no. knew this was on deck for us to talk about. Um but I was hoping that that's how it happened. Was like, well, we need someone in Chicago who's a big, big Gilmore Girls fan. Yeah. And you were the person who came to mind. Is really. I mean, I
7: truly feel honored. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, like, I feel like some of my closest friends didn't even know how much I love Gilmore Gilmore Girls until I was gonna say guys because I listen to the podcast that much. Right. Uh, until like I did this, the podcast and they're like, "Whoa, you really, you know a lot." Like I think I scared. <laughs>
0: yeah at the top when they asked you how many times you had watched that episode uh and you said three <laughs> I was like okay well but surely she had already seen it many more times and then you went on to say like well collectively probably like 10 <laughs> yeah
6: I mean and
7: I actually like I really I listened to the podcast and I was like Joe that is a lie. like I've listened I've watched Gilmore Girls like way more than 10 times in total <laughs>
0: but it was the and sixth agree, season that's the like that's Bad one?
7: Is what is what?
0: You what uh, you guys watched an episode from the sixth season. That's like the yeah. less good one?
7: It's the second it's the penultimate season. And so it's, it's th-
0: not the worst season. Oh the showrunner left for <laughs> the seventh season. Yes. But I it's already right, like getting bad. <laughs> okay, okay. Um I can't remember so is there anything else like that? I can't imagine how, like, surreal that would have been to have been a fan of the show and then, like, kind of get asked to do it via someone else. I mean, it
7: just felt like, it felt like the culmination of everything at once, of, Mm -hmm. like, everything lining up. Uh-huh. It's really sad because it's like not a job. It's not another <laughs> it like, It's not It's nothing. Like
0: it was a guest spot on I mean, a podcast about a TV show. Yeah, <laughs> it's
7: truly. It was like truly one of the defining moments of my life, and I. It just. It existed in that bubble, and I guess. I mean, maybe that's. Maybe that is important that it didn't need to be a job or money. It was just like that's. Yeah, the coolest thing ever. I mean, that's also, really like, cool. Yeah, it was. It was to be able to like. Be an expert on something, even when it's something like a television
0: show that was on the WB when I built the WB, <laughs> is like great fun. I think that's great. And I love that you came to, well, you know what? Maybe it's better that it wasn't a job or like yeah. some grand adventure, that it was just like this seemingly small thing, but how exciting and how fun that seemingly small thing was.
7: Truly. It was, it was the best. It was so fun. And it was, like, very cool to go to Talia Hall and, like, yeah. go backstage there. I was like, going to ask what really the venue, cool venue was. The venue is Talia Hall in Pilsen, which is very cool and hip. And all I could think when we were backstage and, like, the guys were eating, they were eating, like, some sort of, like, really nice pie. And and the dressing room is like, really nice. And I was just imagining, like, my touring company being back there and just, like, demolishing
0: Being it, it monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
7: And how different it is to tour when it's, like, just two
0: people and not, like, eight eight horrible people. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. And at the time, you were yeah. still touring really regularly, so I'm sure that was, yes. like, all that was on your mind was looking at these, like, yes. nice boys treating the venue so well and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Where they have, like, more bathrooms and they know what
7: to deal with. <laughs> And then, like the next week, I'm on tour where there are no
0: bathrooms. <laughs> that's so funny. That's great. Yeah. I love that. I just couldn't believe when I started seeing the pictures pop up. I think I even like tweeted at you, just you all didn't. caps, like Joe. Oh know, my god! I really feel like you helped you helped me will it into
7: fruition. I
0: I I hope that that's true. I hope that you coming on and and putting it out there that that your love was pure and deep and um, broad uh, really helped um, bring everything home
7: (laughs) I do too I really hope so because I also like told them that I had been on a podcast I was like I was on MBSing and I talked about my love of Gilmore like this is my first rodeo
0: yes that makes me so happy to have been a small part of that for you. <laughs> I mean, the
7: truth is, if you just talk about the things that you love all the time, eventually the
0: stars will align. I firmly believe that's true. <laughs>
7: exactly. And now there's a rebound. I don't even know if there was one when I came
0: on your show. I would. That was the next thing I was going to ask you. Those were the two things I wanted to bring up. Gilmore Guys yes. first, obvs. Um and second. I'm not sure we t- – I can't remember where in the timeline – it was, and if it had been I feel announced, like it wasn't, yeah. I, don't I don't think, think, it'd think it had was. been announced either. I really don't. Um, how are you oh. feeling about that? When does that come out?
7: So excited! I don't. Okay, honestly, I don't know when it comes out. I think soon because they're they just finished filming it. Okay. And but they've been doing like weird promotions, and this is my only thing I feel weird about. But I actually don't feel that weird about it. I <laughs> think I talked about it on your show that I actually find the character of Rory very problematic. Yes. And. I um and they like did some weird promo where she's like with Michelle Obama helping to promote one of Michelle Obama's like um, God, what is it called her like help girls learn campaign? Okay, she's, like going on some trip. She's going on some big trip and they like have like the the actress Alexis Bledel as mm-hmm. Rory interacting with the first lady of the United States and it's very uncomfortable
0: in and I character. Was, like, oh no, she
7: forgot how to Rory.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Weird. So she's like, not only is she in character and that's kind of weird to begin with, but also she's not even like playing the character well.
7: Yeah. And she's like interacting with like the first lady who I think is a better
0: actress. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she, she's killed it on like everything I've seen her do. She's so funny with like Billy on the street and um, Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, I gotta look that up her. Yeah, like. She has
7: better timing than Alexis Liddell. You can look it up. So more Girls posted it on Facebook like two days ago. Oh, or ten it. days ago. I've been in Michigan for a
0: while. Could have been a year. <laughs>
7: Could have been a year ago. I truly I'm
0: in my childhood bedroom right now talking to you. So Delicious <laughs> Um yep. So I know there was like controversy surrounding Melissa McCarthy's involvement in the yeah. like she I, from my understanding as someone who is not a fan of the show Um, people, like, found out she wasn't going to do it, and then she said, no one ever asked me?
7: Yeah, that's what she said, but then she she did it. They, like, found out she was doing it because this, actor i think his name is yannick truesdale i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that correctly but he plays michelle okay on gilmore girls right um, and he blake michelton a picture of the two of them together and they, i think they hang out a lot but it looked like they were on set so i think he sort of spilled the beans and then she said like it was true
0: oh so maybe the whole thing was just like a ploy to be like it might have been a secret oh i see so michelle really screwed the pooch
7: <laughs> he did. But also, she was not at the ATX reunion festival, so there might be, like, weird stuff there.
0: Weird? That's kind of a bummer. I guess to me, yeah. from the outside, I was like, well, maybe they thought they couldn't get her because she's, like, really busy now. But yeah. the idea that they wouldn't even ask is kind of absurd.
7: Yeah, I really don't like that. Like, that she was better than Gilmore Girls. I don't think so. She's the best on Gilmore Girls.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's kind of the best on... Everything. everything. But yeah, I do I mean love you guys were talking a lot about Lauren Graham's face acting in the bit yes. of Gilmore Guys. <laughs> that I, I think listened like to. A, in retrospect I'm like, I think that's just acting. This I, is
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
7: Acting.
0: Just you could just call that acting. <laughs> yep. I think I I wonder if the you feel inclined to make the differentiation because Gilmore Girls is so talky.
7: Yes, I think you're right. That makes sense.
0: Um, but it's
7: like, yeah. I mean, I feel like you don't even have... And that's why I feel like that show is so successful, because I do think Alexis Liddell is a bad
0: actress. Yeah.
3: And I think
7: that the reason that that show was able to be successful, despite her, was just because she had so many words to say. <laughs> she had so many lines, Like it didn't even matter what she looked like. Yeah,
0: she's so busy talking about Proust that like no one was paying exactly. attention that she couldn't deliver um, lines. <laughs> She
7: talked about Proust in that Obama video. It's really great. No way.
0: Yes. I nailed it. <laughs> you get it. You're a gilly. I, I might become a gilly. <laughs> yeah, you might. You should. Oh, man. Um. Do you, what do you, like, is there anything that you really hope happens on the new season or, like, any expectation you have for it? How are you? How are I just, you, you know, I, I'm really
7: excited to have a lot of Lorelai and Emily Gilmore, Kelly Bishop, who plays her mother. I'm excited for that dynamic. Oh yeah, that.
0: I remember you saying you had a specific affinity for that character.
7: I love her. Yeah, and
0: she's <laughs> just, like, she just
7: is so cool. And the, one of the Gilmore guys, Kevin, he came to our show at Second City the next night, went out with us. He said he got to meet Kelly Bishop and he told <sighs> me about their conversation. And he like described her exactly how I would have dreamed of
0: Amazing. her. Like, so Amazing! <laughs> Amazing! I love yeah. that.
7: I would honestly watch a remount if it was like just her doing like Emily Gilmore monologues.
0: <laughs> I I think a lot about like how good a show could be if it like just focused on the character you like.
7: Yes, totally. Like, like if it was just Gilmore Girls, but if the girls were the mom and the grandma, not the daughter.
0: Yes, like it's almost it. I I feel like I've been thinking a lot about like shows that stagnate because they're, like, too afraid to change their status quo, but, like, it almost, I don't know, there's something to be said, I think, for going after the the things that people like watching, but you gotta have conflict, I guess. It
7: was, like, in Boy Meets World when they changed Eric, the older brother, and they made him, like, really stupid. Yes. And it was, like...
0: Why did they do that? It's really w- like he becomes a cartoon character in those yeah. uh, college years. That was a bad risk.
7: Even i like, you know, on Girls, we see characters really change throughout seasons, and we hate them, and then we love them, and then we hate them, and I appreciate that.
0: Exactly. I think that's a really, I think that's a good example um, of, of a show that, like, isn't afraid to really change up the status quo of what their yes. characters are doing at any given time.
7: Yeah, and they're not afraid to, like, make the audience maybe dislike some characters yes. for a while. Yes, good
0: lord. By the end of this last season, I was really, <sighs> I was really hating some folks. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, it was I very see, good TV. Like, oh, it's so good. But,
7: it, it, but, like, it truly does, like, there are some seasons of Girls where I'm like, you're going to lose me. But then
0: yes. And I keep watching. I know. This past season was like, shit, like, this is why I... St- watch this show because it's just yep. it's very well written and very well acted even though some of the people are so deplorable. <laughs> Horrible. Totally. I completely agree. Um, but, I
7: also just want to say I think like maybe it was unfair of me to try and like compare Boy Meets World and um, Girls.
0: Oh. <laughs> but like maybe that's not okay. Yeah. Honestly though I look back at Boy Meets World, and I think that it is an incredibly unique television show. It is, it totally is. I also, Andy just knocked on
7: my childhood bedroom door and said, Dinner's ready. Aww. Because Andy is transformed into my mom <laughs> in the 10 days that
0: I've been <laughs> uh, Well, um, let Andy, I mean your mom, I mean Andy, <laughs> No. That I won't keep you for too much longer, and that that is precious, and please give him and the rest of your family my best.
7: I will. I, I'm really excited to tell them about this, because I didn't, and he was like, where did you go?
0: He oh, gotcha. Everything. I see. So he's like, Din- dinner's ready. I, di- I don't know what you're doing, but... <laughs> listen,
7: he, he doesn't get hot updates. He's got to listen to MBSing on his own.
0: There you go. There you go. I yep. appreciate that. I, th- I I think that's how it should be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. Um,
7: oh, thank you, buddy. I'm so excited to give you an actual true update. I feel like really accomplished that I had
0: made this. This was really, really satisfying, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> a good sweet <laughs> And, um, yeah, I, I reiterate, I think Boy Meets World is one of the most unique shows of all time. <laughs> I
7: completely agree. Boy Meets World and girls, comparable in writing, comparable in
0: everything. <laughs> Boy Meets World is like girls, but over the course of, like, 15 seasons. Exactly. <laughs> if you Chikanga just pare it down, is, becomes
7: Hannah Horvath. That's what don't actually know.
0: That's what we'll leave people with. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. This is a, a joy as always.
7: <laughs> you are.
0: <laughs> Have a good night. Have a good buddy. dinner. I love you.
1: Thanks. You too. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Baby, how you feeling? <laughs>
4: This has been a Nerdologues production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdologues.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am am grabbot2354.